You are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Show, the leading word in pharmacy. You can find all of our episodes at www.pharmacypodcast.com. This is Dave Marley, founder and former president of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, this is Todd Urey with the Pharmacy Podcast, and this is... One of my most favorite guests we have, this is a fourth-time returning guest, Mr. David Marley, the founder of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. Uh, PUT is an organization that is close to my heart and what I believe in and I believe is, is good for the healthcare industry overall. And uh, we have um, uh, something very specific and exciting to talk about today. How are you doing today, David? I'm good, Todd. So... We had an article that came out. It was a big uh, announcement. It came off of the, I found it off of PR Newswire. You can Google PUT Watchdog Organization, and I know it comes right up, but the title was Watchdog Organization Releases Toolkit to Help Employers Navigate Pharmacy Benefit Contracts. And it's uh, it's something that I, I don't know enough about. I want my, the listeners today to understand what this toolkit does and how it works. And then I also want an update as to how pharmacy professionals, pharmacy owners can get more involved. So, Dave, what is this uh, Watchdog Toolkit, the, the Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency Toolkit? How do, how do we get pharmacies involved and um, how do we get this toolkit out to uh, as many uh, employers as possible? Well, it's really twofold. You know, you've got two things going on. As pharmacy owners, we've known for years that our reimbursements have gone down, that PBM contracts have gotten tighter and tighter. And that's been a challenge for pharmacy owners. But what most pharmacy owners don't realize is that even though their margins are being decreased, those savings are not being passed on to the employers. Those savings that, that are supposedly being absorbed are being uh, taken straight to the bottom line in the pharmacy benefit managers. And so we felt it was important first and foremost to educate the pharmacy owners out there that look, there's more going on than just you taking a hit on your reimbursement. It's you taking a hit on your reimbursement, but the employers are also taking a huge hit on their cost as well, especially in the world of generics right now, which are almost 80% of pharmacy dispensing. So we thought it was important for the employers to also know the other side of the story because this, this shell game, as I like to describe it, has been developed over 20 years by some of the most craftiest lawyers in the business, you know, and the whole idea is to uh, confound and confuse the the employer uh, who is ultimately going to be signing these contracts and signing one that's bad for them. And so we thought it was a good idea to put a document out there that really breaks it down into into a, a meaningful fashion that employers can understand and hopefully save some money. What's interesting is how the entire efforts from the very beginning of, uh, of PUT uh, has always just about just pulling back any of the questions and, of course, clearing the smoke and mirrors of what we understand uh, the, the big PBMs are doing. And there are rising uh, regional uh, transparent uh, PBMs out there. However, the, we all know the majority of the claims that are being uh, paid in the commercial world are definitely by these uh, conglomerates. So this is an exciting uh, announcement from uh, from Putt. Oh, yeah. You know, and it starts out, I mean, yeah, I'll jump right into it. 
It starts out with a real simple process. You know, you've got a human resources director or senior vice president, and God bless them. You know, these are wonderful people, people. They have an incredible amount of responsibilities on them. And procurement of drugs and drug benefits, quite honestly, I've scratched my head wondering how this ended up in the HR department. I mean, these large companies and even the smaller ones, you know, they have purchasing departments who specialize, you know, in direct purchasing of goods that uh, that their company is going to use in manufacturing or sale or whatever. And yet, uh, this one particular, oftentimes multi-million dollar procurement process is handed off to a department that has no experience in this type of business transaction. And so what's the, the one relationship that every HR director has is to the benefits consultant. And so right off the bat, you've got a middleman being inserted into another middleman uh, to essentially facilitate and help that, that, that HR person try to sort through this, this maze of pharmacy benefits. And so right off the bat, the first question is, is your benefits consultant really working for you or is he working for themselves or the PBM? And if they're not doing that, are they just not aware of what's going on? And, and that's what I find in about 50-50% of the cases. You've got half the uh, consultants out there that are truly just unaware. You know, these are good people trying to do a good thing, but they have just no idea how stacked this game is against them and the employer. And then you've got the other batch of consultants that, that quite frankly, I lump right in as being part of the problem. They know full well what's going on, and they are right in bed with the PBMs because when you're talking about these ungodly amounts of money that are being uh, taken out of the system at the employer's expense, there's a lot of slush money that goes get, get, that gets thrown around uh, to either keep people quiet or keep them engaged in the game on, on one side or the other. And so right off the bat, you need to, you know, the employers really need to know that the benefits consultant, quite honestly, is probably part of the problem. And I'll even go so far as to say, if you've got a benefits consultant and you're using one of the now big two PBMs, meaning CVS Caremark or Express Scripts, you got a problem. Because I have yet to see a single claims file with either one of those two PBMs that does not have significant amounts of spread involved in the equation. Uh, as well as major amounts of rebate retention. So, once we get past the benefits consultant, then what? what? What happens in this process? Well, you hire the benefits consultant, and his first step is to go out and to submit RFPs, a request for proposals, to the PBMs. Now, the PBMs will answer the questions, and they'll submit you know, a response to the RFP, and they will try to be selected or make the cut, if you will. Now, here again, I've seen RFPs where written right into the RFP by the benefits consultant is a demand for backdoor remuneration, where it will say to be eligible for consideration, this PBM must agree to provide the benefits consultant with up to a dollar per prescription residual uh, like claims fee, they call it. So, so right off the bat, you've got bias introduced right into the equation. So then... Now you've got you know, a PBM selected, and here's where the process really gets into trouble and why you need this toolkit and why you need a whole lot more skilled lawyers probably than what you already have to deal with this process. In fact, you don't need a benefits consultant. You need a benefits lawyer uh, who is skilled in, in PBM contracting 
to, to get a fair contract in your favor. And there's only a handful of those out there in the country. Hmm. What I looked at when I was on the website, and that is truthrx.org, and that's for anyone listening that wants to, to learn more about PUT, but also more importantly about this toolkit, truthrx.org. And under the executive summary, uh, something I just want to just bring attention to, it says there are approximately 78 PBMs administrating prescription drug plans for more than two, 215 million Americans. And two of the companies, obviously, you know, who are dictating the majority of this are, of course, Express Scripts, Medco, and CVS Caremark. They account for 70% of the market. That's enormous. And if, and if in our healthcare crisis, per se, because there is a crisis still going on that we're shaking out, if, if that portion of the healthcare uh, were to be completely transparent, I'm thinking it would alleviate probably the problem overall as it stands today just because of the cost overhead for employers who have to charge more back to their employees, which then, of course, affects the American family. So this is a problem, and this is something that needs to come to once and for all uh, to the forefront so that uh, the American people understand what's really going on. And I, even myself, I've been in the industry for 10 years, Dave. I don't, I don't particularly understand everything that, that's under the, the umbrella of a PBM either. Well, here's where it gets interesting. You know, when, why it's such a big deal with a contract is that you know a lot of people say anybody who just glances at this issue on the face says, well, that's fraud. How can they, for example, pay the pharmacy $17 and bill the employer $58 for the same drug? That's fraudulent. And my response to them is, no, it's not fraudulent if you have crafty lawyers that word the contract in such a way that allows that to go on. You know, if, if they were to say they were doing one thing and then do another, yeah, that's fraud. But they're not. What they're doing is written into their contracts that the unknowing and unsuspecting employer signs. So once that contract is signed, it basically says, yes, we're going to spread price you. We're telling you we're going to spread price you. We're just not telling you in a way you're going to understand that I'm really telling you. <laughs> right. And the way that they're generating revenue, which the three main methods are with the pricing of the drugs, negotiating rebates from the drug manufacturer, and charging a fee to manage the drug plans, nobody really, really paying attention or understanding the first two. They understand there might be a fee charged, but guess what? Public looks at the pharmacist or the pharmacy they're getting it from and really thinking that that's where it ends. <laughs> that, that's, any, that's, that's absolutely not where it ends, and we all, we all know that. And again, here's where the benefits consultant inserts themselves into the equation and creates problems. The benefits consultant will say to the employer, well, yeah, we can get you a transparent pass-through contract, but it'll probably cost you more. Now, they have no basis in reality to say that, and I'll give you a ex real quick example of why that's totally false. We just recently just did a claims analysis for a small regional telephone provider. We found over $100,000 in spread, and I'll give you a couple of real examples here in a minute. Now, this claim was for, this claims file had just under 7,000 claims. Now, the going rate, if you talk to a transparent PBM, is $3 per claim. So $3 times 7,000 claims, that PBM has a right to make about $20,000 on that, on that employer. 
for what they do. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, that's not any different than Visa MasterCard. And they do it for a fraction of what the PBMs do. But using that $3 number of what that employer's annual PBM administration cost should have been, we found over $100,000 in generic spread. So they're paying $100,000 and they're not paying any quote-unquote administration fees the way their contract is written. We didn't even talk about the rebates and how much money they were losing by letting most of the rebates go back to the employer. But think about it, $100,000 in spread to cover your administrative costs that shouldn't have cost that employer any more than $21,000. Now that's a tiny employer. I mean, that, their, their annual drug spend was just under $500,000 and their spread was over $100,000. So that's about a 25% administration fee, if you will, for those claims. And that is absolutely ludicrous. And no employer with a knowing basis that that's going on would agree to that. Exactly. And what we also understand is that it's a moving target as well. There's much um, planned changes that are taking place on purpose um, in order to continu continuously uh, muddy the waters. Oh, that, that, well, great, great point. You know, one of the things right now that benefits consultant with the push by the PBMs, if you will, you know, one of the things right now is a, is a big push to go with zero copay generics. That, uh, that that's going to make their employees more, more compliant and that is going to uh, reduce their, their overall spend. And what they're not telling the employer is by doing a zero copay, they, they've removed any incentive for the employee to seek out cheaper alternatives because no pharmacy, regardless of how creative their planning might be, can be zero. You know, and, and uh, even using Walmart's Fort Hour generic or many of the other in independents that have different programs, we've got a great program. You know, you can't be free. And what I tell the employer is, you know, if you've got a chance to, for the employee, let's say they've got a $15 copay for a generic, or let's say 10, even to keep it low, $10 generic copay times 12 is $120 a year. Well, if that employee could find a way to go out and buy it without involving the PBM, that was less expensive than $120 a year, they will do that. And that will save them money and that will save the employer money. Because anytime the employee can buy something without engaging the PBM, the employer saves money. So how does the PBM get around that? They go back to the employer and say, well, you know, if you'll do zero copays, we can probably make your, make your costs go down. Now, regardless of the fact that they won't tell, and again, most employee, employers don't know, that when you shift a copay from $10 to $0, the employer's costs automatically go up because that copay doesn't disappear. That $10 has to be paid by somebody. It's not the PBM that's absorbing it. It's not the pharmacy that's absorbing it. It's the employer that absorbs those copays when they're, when they're waived or brought down to zero. So, oh yeah, they're, they're always looking for ways to make them more money, meaning the PBM. So that's, going back to the toolkit, that's really, I mean, it's a 20-page document. It's boring as all can get out. I mean, I'll be the first to say, you know, it's not something easy reading. You know, you've got to be really be vested in this issue and realize, okay, I've got to spend the time, the energy, and the caffeine to get through this document to understand what in the world is going on because if I don't, then maybe the CFO might wake up and realize, you know, 
I'm asleep at the switch here. I, I've got to be on top of this. So let's talk about the support of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency and Jason Wallace and his team and yourself and the board, um, how the listeners um, can truly get involved rather than just signing up for something, but uh, actually get their hands dirty and be part of this uh, this uh, hopeful change. Well, PUD is evolving as we've done. We're almost two years old. And early on, we really just wanted everybody involved. And, and we still do. Don't get me wrong. You know, we want pharmacy owners engaged. We want them involved, but we want we want some some skin in the game. To be quite honest, you know, it's one thing to sit back and pharmacy owners have a tendency to do this to let others do the work. <coughs> Excuse me. And to uh, one of the changes we made this year to get involved with PUT uh, and to get your hands on this document, there was a minimum five hundred dollar um, contribution requirement put in place. And that was simply to weed out the deadwood. You know, there's plenty of guys in pharmacy that are plenty willing to let others do the work. Uh, but, you know, this is an all-volunteer organization. And the people that got us the contact with the Harrison Institute, the, the, the media relations firm that we use called Fenton, you know, they're not cheap. And these things cost money. And every time you see, uh, you know, PCMA or any of the other trade industry groups going out there and, and spreading their, their, their rhetoric, you know, they're spending lots of money to get that done. And so pharmacy owners have to realize that for us to do what we do, it costs money. It's one thing to say, yeah, I'll join and go and put your name on an email list. It's another thing to say, you know, I'm actually going to open my checkbook and I'm going to spend, you know, a fraction of my marketing budget this month to help these guys get this word out there. Right. Exactly. So if you're listening to this show and you haven't heard of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency, the first thing you need to do is head on over to truthrx.org. It's very much easy to join. You can actually push um, a contribution through that. And then if you have questions, there's tons of resources on there. Um, Jason, like I said, and his team do an an incredible job. Dave, you've done an absolute incredible job uh, pulling this out of the incubator and it's a toddler now running as fast as it can, and we need to keep it going. So um, we'll continue to have um, you and the team on, the rest of uh, the PUT uh, uh, directors on as, as much as possible to, to bring to light uh, good news like, like we're hearing today about this toolkit. If you're an employer and you're listening to this show, please head on over to that website and download this, uh, this kit. The executive summary is available there. It's a comprehensive tool. It's uh, it's it's there for your use, and it's uh, it's very well put together. Um, Dave, any other um, updates or points um, before uh, we let you go? Yeah, just one quick thing. Yes, you you can download the executive summary from the web, but if you want the document itself, shoot an email, uh, you know, business corporate email, uh, whether you're a benefits consultant, whether you're an employer, uh, one of the good guys, so to speak. You know, who wants to know more, go ahead and shoot an email to info at truthrx.org. You can get, uh, if you're in the employer side of the world, a free complimentary copy of the, the complete 21-page document. Uh, we didn't put it up on the web simply because we, we did want to somewhat control the distribution of it, make sure, you know, that if it's pharmacy owners, we want them involved, but we want them to pay up, so to speak. Uh, but for anyone, whether you're an employer or a benefits consultant, or even if you're with a PBM, you know, uh, shoot me an email and we'll, we'll shoot you over the complete uh, 21-page PDF. Very good. 
Uh, Dave, I always like having you on the show. Uh, once again, very much uh, supporting uh, the efforts of Putt, and um, we, we wish you well. Very good, Todd. Thanks for having me. You're on. We're on with Dave Marley. He's the founder of Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. Uh, we are very excited to be part of uh, this um, this efforts to clean up and clarify the world of uh, PBMs and really um, make pharmacy services more accessible to our communities uh, through their local pharmacists. We thank you very much for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.